Hey everybody, I'm Nadia Giordana and you're watching Where Women Talk. My guest today is author Katie Reuter. She has a brand new debut book just about to be on the market and it's titled Only the Brave. Let's go talk to Katie and learn more about this exciting new book. Welcome, Katie. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. It's great to have you on the show. And the one of the things at first that I was wondering about is I'd, I'd like to have you tell us the story about middle school when you started writing out of necessity. I'd be happy to. So I've been a big reader ever since I was very young. Um, I liked to say when I was that age that I'd read Sleeping Beauty and um, uh, Black Beauty at the age of seven. I didn't understand any of it, but I like to say that because, you know, it sounded cool. But um, I read everything I could my hands on. I had my favorites that I read over and over. And after a while, I ran out of the ones that I really loved the most. And that made me want to know if I could do it myself. And so that's how I got started. I would just um, honestly copy my favorite writers and see if I could make up a story that sounded anything like theirs. And um, they say that, you know, imitation is a form of flattery. So I hope no one gets worried about whether or not I'm going to, um, you know, do any copyright infringements. I promise that's not the basis of any of my stories today. I wish I I read like you did in in uh, middle school and I wish I would have started writing at that time. That sounds like a fun way to get started. It was well, fun. I have to say I've saved a lot of my old stories and they don't stand up for the test of time at all. But they're fun to look back on and see how far you've come. Absolutely. Well, now you are uh, an editor with Fox Point Publishing. I'll bet that's a great environment. They're, they're also your publisher, but I'll bet that's a great environment for inspiration. Is that true? It really is. I do um, edit and do proof, excuse me, proofreads for Fox Point quite frequently. And it's interesting to, to be in that environment of ideas and see what other people are coming up with. You can't help but be interested and, and encouraged to write more. Tell us, tell us about this. This is your debut book titled Only the Brave. Tell us about this book. I don't know if you have a cover for it yet uh, because it's coming out in June, but tell us about the book. My book, Only the Brave, is my um, debut no novel. And it actually was uh, inspired by a short story I wrote in high school. I was given a writing prompt during a creative writing class. And I don't remember what the prompt is now, but it was, I remember coming up with a character named Victoria. And um, the, the storyline went that she had this accidentally broke valuable property of a neighbor who was the neighborhood crank and ended up having to work for him for the summer. And um, I, I loved it so much. And I, my mother is in the journalism field and she had, um, contacts in um, the publishing world. So I sent the story to an editor friend of hers for um, critiquing. And he was kind enough to write back with um, encouragement and praise. And I felt really good about myself. Um, and then I shelved it away and forgot all about it. And then I became a librarian right out of college and I would be checking out kids junior fiction books and I'd be recommending other series for kids to try. And I thought, you know, 
I would really love to do this myself. I feel like I could write something that kids would like to read um, that would be interesting and fun and gripping. And I remembered this story I'd written as a high schooler and I dug it out and it wasn't as, it wasn't too bad. Um, and I just kind of started playing with it a little bit. But um, around this time, I, I met and married my husband, and he is a National Guard member. He was for 10 years, and um, I loved hearing his stories about, about serving, because to me, it was fascinating how you would give up, honestly, a lot of personal time and a lot of comforts, honestly, to go and to, to help your country in a very general sense in a lot of ways that people might not ever know about. And his twin brother is in the military, his uncles in the military, both his grandfathers were in. So it was something that his whole family really, really respected the service and was very wholeheartedly about this kind of service. Um, so I kind of, honestly, just a, a character popped up out of nowhere who ended up being really crucial to the story based on these stories I'd heard. And then it became personal for me because my husband is a state trooper and he went through the academy when we were engaged and he's now um, in, the, in the service to this day. And while I'd never known him as um, a, a member of the military, I, I live with the reality of, um, of, of being an op or a trooper's wife every day. And it's a little similar, honestly. It's very... Um, they, they give up a lot too. They give up holidays, they give up um, special occasions, they even give up a lot of sleep, um, a lot of personal time. And as um, a wife and a family member, you realize that in some ways it's very similar to, to being a military person's wife or, or spouse or loved one because you worry about them. You wonder, they're, they haven't called, are they okay? Um, is anything going on? Um, around the time when I was actually really starting to get into writing this new story, I was nine months pregnant and my husband got called up to serve, um, to help do peacekeeping during the George Floyd protests. And he was supposed to be gone for a couple of days. He ended up being gone for, I want to say over a week. And I went to see my doctor who said, oh, you know, you're, you're about, you're about due. Make sure your husband's around this weekend. I'm like, that's not going to work, you know? So um, it was one of those situations where I felt a little bit like, I wonder if this is how military wives feel. So that's a lot of what I put into this story is what it would be like from another person, like a different person's perspective, a family member, because in a lot of ways, um, they serve too, that military families are people who could also thank for their service because they're giving us their loved ones um, to, to help for the common good and for the public good. And they don't get to usually get acknowledged like that, but they're doing a lot behind the scenes. They're taking care of the family. They're making sure things are running and they're hoping and praying and worrying themselves. And so that's something I really wanted to capture. And I hope I did it in um, a way that service members can be proud of and look at and say yes. And I hope it's a way that people will feel engaged with, even if they have had no um, experience with that lifestyle. Wow. That's there. A lot goes into this story and, and what you're doing. And speaking of family, uh, how has your family and perhaps close friends, what's their reaction to you getting a book published and, you know, it becoming a real, you know, a real thing? This is very exciting to get a book published. How do, how do they react? What do they say to you? 
My family and friends have been wonderful. They've been thrilled for me ever since I was able to share the news that my book was going to be published. They've been very supportive. Um, for instance, Matt's, my husband's uncle, um, is currently in the military, and he was crucial to uh, the fact-checking and research part. Um, my family and friends have pitched in to help um, do help just keep me going as I wrote and wrote and rewrote. And my community has been so encouraging of just the fact that this is all going on. I do work occasionally for my local library and um, the community there has been really supportive and encouraging and has asked me, um, it just been very good about asking me, when are you going to be here? When are you going to talk? How can we get a hold of a copy? And that's always nice for a first time writer who doesn't have a platform or um, a lot of, of followers yet and who are excited for her in that way. So it's it's been, it's any any success I have is due to the wonderful people I have behind me. Oh, that's really good. And uh, as a couple of things you said did remind me, uh, summer is of course coming up. And there are a lot of uh, potential personal appearances. What kind of things will you be doing over the summer? And will you be at uh, uh, the one in October, the one in Mankato, the Deep Valley Book Festival? Yes, I will. I will be personally at the Deep Valley Book Festival in October. And as for personal appearance, as the ball has just started to roll in that direction, I'm already booked for quite a few libraries, which is exciting. And I am booked for some um, makers festivals in Mankato in the early autumn. I'm really thrilled to be able to go to libraries, especially since they kind of feel like my home field. Um, and it's just going to be really fun to get to talk to people about this book, young and old, whoever wants to hear, I'll be there. Absolutely. And uh, as far as being a writer and young writers coming up who might be interested in uh, writing in your genre, uh, what kind of advice would you give? I like this question because uh, it's something I can look back on my own experience and say what would have been helpful to hear um, personally at that age. And what I would say, I'd say two things, I think. Um, the first one is read everything you can because that's that's how you learn um, how sentence structure should be. I think you could pick up um, any book on how to write, like good grammar, good syntax, um, showing, not telling, that sort of thing. But it won't, it, when those are helpful, but I think the best way to learn is really by picking up a book that interests you and seeing if you can identify what it is that the, the author does. How good are they at moving the plot along? How good are they at making characters you really love and really worry about when something happens to them? That kind of thing is just really crucial if you if you do want to write. And of course, it doesn't hurt to try to mimic your favorites. You you won't end up sounding exactly like, but that's not what you want. You you want to sound like you. And mimicking is a good way to learn what you are and what you aren't. And then the other thing I would say is give yourself some grace and realize that the first time around is not gonna be your best time around. When you sit, when you get an idea and you sit down to write, you want it to pour forth just as you see it in your head and it's not gonna be that way. And you might look at the page or the screen in front of you and say, oh, I'm terrible and I will never write again. No, let that sit and then come back to it in a week and you'll realize that it's not, it might still not be as great as you thought, but it's gonna be a lot better than you thought at the time you finished. And that's honestly what's something I've done even as I wrote only The Brave, I would write and then I would let it sit and I'll come back to it and I go, okay, 
This is what I really liked about what I wrote. This is the thing that needs to be fixed. And that is, is really important too, I think, is just being able to say this, this is a good starting place and I'll come back to it, I'll make it even better. That's, that makes perfect sense. And then one last question. Uh, do you uh, have any uh, storylines or plots uh, in the, in the, on the back burner in the works for uh, next year, perhaps, or the year after? I do. Thank you for asking. So only the brave, if all works out, is potentially going to be the start of a trilogy. I have two other books planned. I'm working on the second currently. And then I always like to do a little bit of um, historical fiction and fantasy playing with. I've never actually um, presented any of that to Fox Point, but I hope to one day, maybe when I'm finished with Victoria's story. Oh, great. So we'll be hearing more from you as time goes by. I hope so. All right. Well, Katie, thank you so much for being on the show today. You are a delight, and I can't wait until your book comes out. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for watching Where Women Talk. <laughs>